When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leeds That Podcast. Possibly the, uh, it's not quite penultimate yet, but uh, what's the one before the penultimate? Pre-penultimate? Yeah, the pre- guess. Pre-penultimate Premier League uh, edition. <laughs> Easy for you to say. And I'm Paul, so I'll add that. <laughs> and uh, I'm joined by Rocco. Hello. And I'm positive Paul. Here to annoy people because of you know we're we're recording this one hour one hour one day removed from the Chelsea defeat at Ellen Road, and I've listened to uh, some of the other podcasts and read a lot of Twitter stuff, and I've avoided Wacko because I've made a resolution to myself that that's too depressing. But I feel like there's a lot of people who are down and out. So I have made a list <laughs> on this occasion. I've made a list of five positives. I thought you were going to say a list of people that are down and out. You're going to call no. them out. No, the list that I shared earlier was the uh, the list of Middlesbrough signings that Victor Orta made, which is <laughs> very depressing because, uh, ugh, God. But, yeah, I've made a list. But let, let's go through the Chelsea game, first of all. So, um not to the best of starts. No, it's funny. Um, my dad said at kickoff that Chelsea will score after three minutes. Well, he said Lukaku would score after three minutes, and uh, yeah, he was wow. wrong. It was it was Mount. Um, yeah, wasn't it the anniversary of the playoff game? Like something ridiculous. Three years to the day, I think. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I believe. I, I believe so. I, it might actually have been the anniversary of the first leg. To be fair, but it's. Uh, it's a close enough. Yeah. Disgusting. Hmm. He loved it as well. I hate it when she's like that. No. Mason Mount. <laughs> Mason Mount absolutely loved putting that one in. It felt at that moment, I was like, oh my God, the Derby games continued. It's just <laughs> that. And we're staring down. It was the same feeling was yeah. bottled up and it was the same guy. I was like, oh. Talking of bottles, and he got one. He got he received a bottle by the corner flag. At least he didn't go down making a meal of it. But yeah, uh, yeah. disgusting behaviour. We don't condone that. Did you realise that the? I don't know. Did this happen yesterday? Because I want the the cop on the last game, the Man City game, they were letting us keep our bottle lids. <laughs> well, I didn't notice that because I wasn't at City. So between us, yeah, oh, we don't know. We, we've got no chance. Mm. So, yeah, you 1-0 down after three minutes and uh, Jesse says we played really well at 1-0 before the red card. What do you think? I don't think we've played really well, Paul, to be honest. I thought we uh, were just hopeless. Um, You know, it's just got to the point where we're trying to play out from the back um, and we can't even get to midfield. Uh, You know, closest we get to midfield is 
a ball into Phillips that goes backwards again and it ends up at Melier and, and at some point it either goes down the line or it goes long. Um, it's just, it was just dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Um, I don't really think there is an out from the back. The problem with playing out no. from the back is there has to be an out. Mm, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, we don't, you know, we don't pass and move anymore. Like there's no one twos ever. Like that was Bielsa's thing. It goes out to the fullback. He plays a one-two and, and you've, you've beat the first man and you're sort of away. And there's no triangle, you know, little triangles to, to get players free. I think probably twice in the first half, potentially, maybe once. Uh, I remember being impressed that, oh my God, we've actually managed to sort of break into midfield and we're, we're attacking now. Um, never, not that it ever obviously went anywhere. But yeah, it wasn't good at all. I don't know what he's on about there. It was, it was just soul-destroying. It's hard to talk about it all without talking about shoulda, woulda, coulda kind of thing. So, like, trying to keep on the game. Yeah. I had the benefit of uh, listening to my favourite commentator, Alan Smith. Uh, <laughs> so I'm well aware that it definitely was a naughty, naughty tackle by Dan James and was a p- potential career ender, and it was a straight red card because that's what the telly told me. I got the feeling that if I'd have been in the ground, I would have felt differently. My take is, letter of the law, that's a red card, but I wish the law was different. How do you take it? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Like in the ground, it sort of because I'm in the cop and you know I'm quite far away from it, and you know it came in at speed. So when he flashed the red straight away, you know I just sort of presumed fine. You know it's modern football. That's probably a red card. Then I suppose you could see he got the ball, but you know it, it was well. You know we we know what it's like. I do think it was worse than Cooper at City. Like, you know that was stupid. Like never a red. Um, even in the modern game, I think that's crazy. Um, but this one, yeah, you, you probably can't argue, but you know, seeing the replays, I don't think it's that bad. You know, I just think he obviously catches him, doesn't he, with his trailing leg? But well, I mean, <laughs> well, the, the, you could you could argue this whatever way you want, and that's my argument on in his defense is where are you meant to put your leg if you tackle and win the ball? And I guess the defense. The the the, uh, the opposition would be don't tackle someone even if you're in the ball if it's yeah. so hard that you're gonna injure the man. Yeah, it's risky, um, risky, isn't it? When you see it from the kind of reverse angle, the angle that the ref had, he just basically got stuck into him, didn't he? Wrapped <laughs> his legs round. So I, I I get why. But the, then again, people like someone today was saying that she thinks. Uh, so what at work was saying that she thinks all the refs should be sent on a standardization course <laughs> because um, he'd let a few niggly ones go early and like kind of, it's kind of it builds up to a point where a decision is coming and uh, because Jesse's taught us all to be uh, big and hard and aggressive, we went in a bit hard again. What do you do? You do the same as Arsenal, don't you? And probably get into half time one nil. Um, you know, as as sort of beleaguered as we looked, we were still in the game, you know, and you're thinking, well, you know, we won the fir- the second half against Arsenal one nil. Can it happen again? And yeah, my, I must admit I started to get a little bit hopeful that, you know, we might just get get a miracle. Um, but realistically it was it was just never gonna happen, was it? Again, I I believe that I firmly, firmly curse this because 
in the passage of play that led up to their second goal, we gave the ball away, passed it to no one, something along those lines. And I said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to count the next 10 passes we make and see what our pass completion rate was. And they then passed it 10 clean passes in a row and then into the bottom corner. I was like, oh, my days. Like, you couldn't make it up. But that's how bad it, it was. At that, that point in the game, their goals, those two goals, I, I know they're not that like we didn't talk about. It. I think Mason Mount's strike was top draw, really. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was it was class. And then the second one, Melier didn't dive, but it won't got anywhere near it. It's just opened up through the pass into the point where he can. It was like a snooker shot. He's pocketed <laughs> it into the bottom corner, hasn't he? Yeah, there was a few. Um... I think there was a few people questioning Melier. I've, I've not even, I've not, I couldn't face watching the highlights. I've not seen it back properly, but at the time I, I just thought, you know, it was, yeah, it was just a, a good finish that he was never really going to get near. Maybe was he potentially a bit wrong footed? Was he maybe expecting a shot the other side? I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't think he's saving it. No. He, 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 and yeah, I mean, the reason, possibly the reason he didn't dive is he was stepped too far to the center of his goal, but it's, it, you yeah, it's hard to criticise because it was a very good strike. It was just a tough uh, evening. I can't hand on heart comment comment on the rest of the game because I didn't watch it. <laughs> so I'll hold my hands up to being a, a part time supporter. But I left the uh, delightful establishment I was watching the game in and uh, made my way to the venue for the concert I was attending, where I did see several men sat in the crowd with the game on their phones. <laughs> so yeah, you talk me through it. What did I miss? Well, not a right lot, to be honest. Chelsea passing it around. Uh, Firpo came on um, and he actually didn't do too badly. Uh, Robin Cock, you missed him uh, marauding down the right wing like a young Gary Kelly. Um, what else? Oh, Joffy came on. Um, he did a nice thing. And and I think Cock actually... Uh, Got a header in that went over the bar, but that was a shot. And Phillips nearly got himself sent off for a, a wild lunge um, that he was probably pretty lucky with, to be honest, in the modern that, game. That was in the first half. He, he should have... Was I, it first I, half? Yeah, I, I felt that that was worse than... No, I didn't feel it was worse. And I just I felt it was worse in the sense of he meant to do what he did. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, very deliberately... Uh, <laughs> yeah, very like he snapped him basically, yeah. and uh, I can say this, James. You can listen, you can edit this out if you want, but I've seen I've seen James do them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the Calvin Red Mist may have descended slightly, and he calculated what he could do, which is possibly again. I love Calvin, but. I don't know whether it's the system, whether it's coming back from the injury, whatever it is. Let's like, I think Calvin would say this, so I'm not slagging him off. His impact has not been at the same levels. So potentially that very calculated yellow card was the most uh, perfect bit of play that he's done since he uh, came back from his injury because it came off exactly how he wanted it to. That's uh, yeah, that's true. The positive. That wasn't even on my list. <laughs> like wait till we get to the list you're going to love the list I mean I've, I assume every podcast out there has got the same format I listened to 33 minutes of the match ball and uh, you know I, 
very much respect what those guys do and don't want to tread on their toes. There's uh, no point everyone repeating themselves so far. I'll come up with a list. That's a great chance. Yeah. Well, something to, to talk about when we're, when we're thinking about these remaining two fixtures, um, and I am going to nick this out of the match ball because I did learn this there, that Angus Kinnear put in the programme that we've had to sacrifice some of mm. our offensive play for to shore up defensively when we're getting beat 3-0 and getting a man sent off. That ain't working. But we don't look like we can create anything. Whereas before it was, even when we were getting battered, we created so much and were up and at people and you knew anything could come at any moment. Some of those beautiful, spontaneous goals. How do we score against anyone? The two Bs. It's impossible to see how at the moment, um, like you say, you know, in, in, in the most broken, apparently, that Bielsa's team was, I think we had 19 shots against Spurs. Like, yeah, we lost 4-0, mm. so they might have been holding off a bit, but a lot of them came in the first half, cock at the inside of the post, and Dallas missed that open goal when I think it was, well, might have been 3-0, to be fair. I can't remember, but anyway, yeah, we were still making chances. The Man U game, we could have won 3-2 James would have buried that header. Even Liverpool, we had a, an equaliser, or maybe even the opening goal disallowed, that slight yeah. offside. You know, now we're broken. There's no doubt about that. They're completely broken. And how do we score? The, the answer is, without a shadow of a doubt, by Jesse Marsh swallowing his pride and realizing how you get the best out of these plays that he's got. And it's really pissing me off because he has to play the wingers wide and he has to play Phillips in a four as number four, because that's the three best players and the three players that can dictate the match. And they're not able to dictate the match. Phillips in a two is nothing. And, and them two wingers out wide are nothing. It's yeah, but I mean, we're, we're in a position now where he may not even have that luxury because <laughs> yeah. two of the wingers, may be injured and one's definitely suspended so uh we're down yeah. to like his formation may be all that we uh are able to facilitate that is true and that's let's start looking forward to brighton in the how do we score how do we line up are you going with your four center halves again <laughs> god i just don't have a clue I, th- I feel like he'll try something different again um to try and land on something that might work yeah hard to say until we get the injury updates as well but i mean surely joffy has to start that's another thing that i don't understand like if you're playing the same system as you did at arsenal why is joffy not starting when he was taken off after 20 minutes because of the red card Again, just don't get it. Don't make sense. So yeah, Joffy's got a got a surely start. Rodrigo's um, looking back to normal Rodrigo, but I suppose you have to play him as well. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like you have to just play your best players and hope you get the best out of them um, and play them where the best and where where the most effective. Um, whoever it is that's available, it's just what we've got to do and and hope that they somehow can dig it out from from somewhere within them. I felt the only way we were scoring yesterday. I get we've got to this point where it was, like you say, hanging at 1-0, get a set piece. It's what we did on Sunday. Obviously, it was a bridge too far, but that's how teams in our situations can get moments. Like I think Everton's season hinged slightly on a Chelsea slip, which gave them the opportunity and these kind of things do come up in football which is why the people who are totally writing us off are are way off it as it stands because 
yeah, they well, we'll get onto it. We'll get onto the list shortly. But they um there are still points to play for. And while that is the case, while there is still life in this season, we've you've got to believe you've got to believe it's possible. I hope the players do because I'm starting to get the feeling that they don't. <laughs> you know, they, they, I don't know if you saw, did you see the hostage video that Cock and James release? Well, of Cock and James getting yeah. interviewed. I mean, the body language was so terrible. Like, it was almost like a cry for help. Um, it was, and then James gets sent off the next day. Um, yeah, I, that worries me. Um, they just, they seem to me, not that they're not trying, but they just seem to feel like these fans that think we're going down. I, it's just a feeling I get uh, from, from watching them. And, and that's, that's the most terrible thing really, you know, to, to think that they've just got no belief left. Hopefully I'm totally wrong and, and they'll come out fighting and we've got that. I think it's a stroke of luck that we've got Burnley playing at 12 o'clock before us. Cause if they do lose, that might be something that picks us up and gives us the boost that we need. If we were playing at 12 before Burnley, I think it could have been, could have been different. So yeah, sort of clinging to that hope. No, absolutely. And uh, that plays into my, uh, my list of five things, five reasons to stay positive for the end of the season. Excellent. Here's the first one. Here's the first one. We can stay up without scoring another goal. Fantastic. The fact that we can't score may not even matter. (laughs) Has anyone thought about that? We could get two points without scoring another goal. And uh, Burnley can even draw one of their games if they want. They can draw it seven all. (laughs) <laughs> they can score seven goals. We can score none and still stay up. So it's a there great you go. start. What a start. <laughs> yep. That's my first one. My second one, and I'm not focusing entirely on ourselves. I think you have to look a bit further afield. Here we go. Everton didn't beat Watford. Mm, and yeah. I've heard the media spin that as a point towards safety. But I think in the context of the fact that it doesn't stretch them beyond a win beyond us or to the three points, which would bring the goal difference thing into it means that that was a, a write off for us, which keeps them bang in it. And, you know, stranger things have happened. Brentford may play. And I think that's who they've got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brentford, 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 Brentford may go there and put in a, a fantastic performance. Then they've got a game in hand. And, and if, if we have got something out of our game, the pressure does funny things. It's about momentum shifts all the time in football. It shifts in moments within games. And it was actually Klopp that said this last week when they were trailing in the Champions League game. He said they have the momentum, but they they don't own it. Go out yeah. there, get the momentum back from them and make sure that we own it in the game. and. That's what they did. And any team, like I know that the, the class within that team, but we've got the opportunity. That the, the Brighton had a huge momentum against Manchester United. Often peak teams can carry that into games, but we've got to make sure that they don't, that we start bright, that we do what we are good at, which may involve not doing what Jesse wants us to do. <laughs> um, and... Uh, crack on from there so I do think as well the um, like if 
you look at it from like if I was a Brighton fan and we'd just beat Man U 4-0, I'd be expecting the next game that we'd go out and lose 1-0. Um, and also mm. they've had their player of the year do this week. Um, so two little things that might be in our favour as well. Um, yeah, just to just to add a uh, two point A on your list there. Yeah, I'll take that. And point three is that we don't have to play the top four again, which mm. is a huge thing because realistically, we've we've been awful against the top six this season, and the, that stat about everyone who's not got a point out of the top six has always got relegated. Well. There's probably a reason, but I bet if you look at their stats against the bottom six or the uh, the, top, uh, the teams that have been promoted, they wouldn't be as good as our record this season because like, that's only half the story, isn't it? We have been good against those teams in and around us and particularly below us. So we still have to believe that we, in these two games that are remaining, we're not playing against... Well, that's not true. Christian Eriksen is a world-class player. But... Across those other two teams, we're not playing against the world-class players. They don't have a world-class bench. They don't have individual players that cost more than our squads. These are the teams that in and amongst the season, if this was a regular season, we should be winning these games. And if we don't win those games, then across the season, you'll hold your hands up and go, we weren't good enough because they were better than us. So if you roll the clock back three games, yeah, the manner of the defeat at times has been frustrating. But you put them to one side and you go, yeah, right, okay, now we're playing these two teams. They're not Manchester City. They're not. We've played the champions of Europe. We've played a team that we gave two goals and a head start who were going to finish third or fourth, played against probably the best team in the world in in many respects. So they uh, were not playing them. That's a huge positive. And linking back to uh, point two, which actually links neatly into point four. Everton do have to play them and Tottenham have just given them an absolute hiding. Yeah. They have whooped them. And that means that the final two games in those fixtures become meaningful. So Tottenham now have the incentive. They must beat Burnley. Yeah. Brilliant. That means if Arsenal win at the weekend, that goes to the final day and they must, 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 must be Everton. Yeah. Right. That's good. So I don't, we do have to sort out our own business because if we don't sort out our own business, we're definitely going down. Obviously we need, we need a point from somewhere, but those fixtures for the other teams have just got a damn sight harder by this result that we've seen tonight. What is the score by the way? I can see you watching it in your glasses. Finish 3-0. Look. Finish 3-0. They had a red card. Jack had just got a booking on the final whistle. Looked like he was going to cry. Really, really disappointed for him. Absolutely not. So, they, if you want to talk about their little bit of momentum, they, you can't do that on Thursday night and then Sunday lunchtime not turn up. I mean, that is, I think they call it Spursy. It would be very Spursy for that <laughs> to happen. But, yeah. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. And then point five this is my final point, which I'm, this is, it took me a long time to come up with this one. So I'm really clutching at straws. I don't think we can be that bad again. Mm-hmm. And I'll call it five times in a row. Cause on reflection palace was pretty poor. So 
<laughs> yeah. That, that point five is born out of hope. The other four are reality, but I'm hoping that, you know, we draw on our final home game. We all come together. We, you, you don't need to tell the crowd how to get up for this game. I want those senior players, those international players to realize what they're fighting for and to go into this looking with no regrets that they don't want to look back and feel like they've let anyone down. Yeah. They know that you don't need to sell it to them. They should know. And and they'll know all those other points that I've just made as well. They yeah. know that they're not like, they will know that those tough games are out of the way. So why can't we get anything on Sunday? Like I, I for me, this isn't all over a bite. I'm, I'm not a, downbeat but and if we go down like say we you know we'll have deserved it and we can we'll sit and we'll pick pick the pick it to pieces there's umpteen reasons why this season's gone the way it's gone and we we know most of them and we'll we'll talk about it but it's still there to be salvaged when you look at those fixtures now it becomes incredibly tasty it really does yeah uh i can add five five dot a as well because um you know in that regard, like, yeah, it, it probably can't get worse. And also, you would like to think we'd do a good performance. Like, you know, these players are good players. You know, they've, they've proved that they're good players. They're international players. Like, we've got a lot of internationals out there. Um, so, yeah, we're probably due a good performance. And the two we're playing, um, although you said they're not top four, they are top four in the form guide. But for me, you know, they're, they're not... They're not top four teams, so they're gonna they're due they're due a bad result. You know, I feel like it could be the reverse of when we went to Brighton last season, and I think they were still yet to be safe, and we were flying, and they turned us over. So you know, maybe they're due a bad game. Brentford maybe due a bad game. It could all just come around. It's you know, it's been a season where everything's gone against us, but these little things, which are probably a bit pathetic, really, that we're clinging to. But you know, I just sort of, I do see them as these little. These little things over these ne- this next week, are, there's a few things that are dropping in our favour slightly. Um, I mean, if Rafinha's injured, then that's <laughs> that blows it out of the water probably. But yeah, let's hope it, let's hope we can put a decent team out and yeah, let's let's do it. I'm feeling better, Paul. Good, because I mean, like, even if we, we play our under twenty threes, which we won't, but you watch cup games. Anything can happen in football. That's why we still go. That's why we'll still go in August, regardless of who we're playing, whether we're playing Blooming, we won't be playing Sheffield Wednesday, but whether we're playing Sunderland or whether we're playing Manchester City again, we'll, we'll turn up because we love the club. We love the event. We love seeing our mates. We love all those things about it. But ultimately, anything can happen. That's why we shall be... Uh, giving it our all on Sunday. The other thing as well, I suppose you could, you know, so I've felt so down and I think everyone feels so down because the players, yeah, that, you know, they looked, they looked so down and, and it just didn't happen for them at all. And it never looked like it would, but not playing one of those top teams. Yeah. That just, that could give them a lift. Couldn't it? You know, that actually have belief, you know, it's understandable if none of them thought they were going to beat the European and world champions, isn't it? Um, you know, if that, maybe that was the reason they were like that against Brighton. It's a different thing. The thing about a game of football, like when it went to one, one nil after three minutes, I was like, my God, this is a long eight, seven minutes where we're, it's, it's a really long time. But the beauty about football is that every single game starts nil nil. Those last three games, 
they're gone. We're starting in the point where we've got uh, on Sunday where we've got a point to defend and to attack for, for, for the full three. Yeah. Like, we're not starting on zero. Um, so let's let's just see how it goes. Let's just see. And uh, I was going to have another point was uh, another good point is that it'll all be over in a couple of weeks because we've tortured ourselves for months. <laughs> we all get a rest. Um, yeah. and I think this season has been arduous. Uh, but that's football. There you go. Well, we will uh, speak again after the Brighton game. Hopefully be coming full of positivity. No, hopefully be coming and still been in with a sniff because that last day could be uh, could be quite so not for ones of a nervous disposition. But then again, you wouldn't be a Leeds fan if uh, if you couldn't handle it. Excellent. Enjoy. Network.